Welcome to the Below the Line podcast. My name is David Duggan, and I'm one of the members of a team made up of experts from the worlds of business, elite sport, adventure, and health and well-being. We are coaches, mentors, and advisors to some of the world's biggest companies and organizations, as well as smaller businesses, entrepreneurs, and people looking to make their mark in the world. Whether it's leadership, business, coaching, health, or simply life in general, we're really talking about performance our ability to show up as brilliantly as possible into all of these situations for ourselves and those around us. Each week, I sit down with a member of our team or a special guest to discuss a performance-related topic connected to their area of expertise. We keep it short and sweet so that you can extract all the good stuff and get on with the rest of your day and hopefully put some of our knowledge, experience and expertise into play for yourself. This week, I am talking to a very special guest, Bernadine Maloney. Bernadine is an experienced PR professional and coach who sat down with me to talk about her experience of coaching virtually over the past 18 months, what she has learned about the virtual coaching process, where she sees it going over the rest of 2021 and beyond, as well as her advice on how any of us could approach having coaching conversations online. Please subscribe at www.belowtheline.ie where you can stay up to date with our podcast, as well as exclusive online events and sessions including our next Story Coaching Programme, which starts on the 15th of November. Visit www.belowtheline.ie forward slash story to find out more. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Bernadine, you're... You've been coaching virtually. Um, I know you've been coaching in person prior to the pandemic, but certainly for the last 18 months, you've been coaching virtually. So I wanted to get your, just your thoughts and your, your perspective on, you know, what has your experience of this been like over the last 18 months? How have you found coaching online? Well, um, I, I, was, I was quite nervous about coaching online initially. I didn't know how it would work out because I always saw coaching as something, uh, you know, that happens between two people. And that the that relationship is very important and that that is best in a one to one situation in person. Um, But I found that virtual coaching is really, really effective. Um, You know, for all good reasons, neither party has to commute to get to the meeting. Um, Most most Zoom meetings start on time. But for the coaching aspect of it, um, I think both parties get focused really quickly and so a lot of good work is done in quite a short space of time um, and I found it far more effective than I had imagined um, so when you're coaching somebody you, you're looking to see you know where something maybe doesn't sit right with them or they're maybe telling themselves a story they don't quite believe sometimes and you can see it and when you're coaching one-to-one you can see you can see their facial reaction. I mean, we, we read an awful lot from people's faces and you can see that in coaching and you can inquire into what's happening for the person. And that actually tends to be a little bit even more focused when you're coaching virtually. Um, I suppose the downsides of it are people are suffering from Zoom fatigue after the last 18 months. And, um, and I suppose now that people are going back to sort of maybe hybrid working and some meeting people in person um, hopefully that zoom fatigue will will lessen um, and that people you know maybe they can go to different places like 
Um, I'm now doing this from Lockdurg Yacht Club. Um, uh, you know, so moving space, moving perspective, changing where you work from uh, and being able to coach from anywhere is a good thing. I also do, um, you know, walking coaching and that can be with both people on the phone or both people in person, um, walking and, um, and, and, you know, um, discussing whatever it is needs to be teased out. So it, it sounds to me like you're almost going to, as people go back to a hybrid type work situation, you're going to embrace a hybrid type of coaching approach. Yes, absolutely. Well, like, so I've a lot of my, a lot of people I coach are based in Ireland or the UK, but I've also had been coaching people in India, uh, uh, the US and Canada. And that's been fantastic. I wouldn't have had that opportunity without being able to coach virtually, you know? So, um, I mean, I've really enjoyed that and, um, and, you know, really feel that you can bring value to people no matter where they are in the world. And that's really good. You, you mentioned there the power of, of coaching outdoors and, and walking. What exactly makes that so effective in your view? One of the things that people don't do a lot is come to their senses. Um, and, you know, a lot of the time we live in the stories we've built up in our heads. And uh, actually, reality is is the senses you're taking in right now so what you're seeing hearing smelling tasting feeling and that's actually what's reality and what's happening now and when you go out into nature you you can tune into that a bit better you can you know feel the wind on your face smell the trees and and take in the world around you in your senses I think we dull them down when we go into the office and we live more in our heads and you know a lot of the time then there's the stories that we tell ourselves in our heads and, and, and they can stop us from doing things we want to do, those stories. I was a recipient of some coaching from you um, last year, which was very effective and powerful. Um, and one of the particular techniques you used with me was kind of to draw a picture that was in my head of what I was seeing and, 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 and doing. Do techniques like that work better or just as well virtually or in person in your view do you have to change it up a little bit depending on what you're doing um no i mean actually i started doing that listening uh, the listening space online and i probably haven't done it in person very much but i found it works really powerfully online and you know so the, what you're talking about is the listening space where people you know, talk about, they go through the various senses that they're feeling that, you know, whatever issue it is for them. And then they draw, a, can draw a picture. And then the issue is on a page in front of you. And so it's much easier to, to look at it dispassionately, take a break from it when it's on a page and you can, you can find solutions from it. So working with metaphors is a really, it's a really good way of, um, I suppose, a clean way where I'm not imposing what I think about what your issue is. And you, you draw it yourself and, you, and people normally, um, they draw the solution as well, or they can see the solution when they, when they look at the metaphor in that way. What's your advice for someone who's um, ha maybe coming to coaching, maybe either for the first time or certainly virtually um, now, that um, how would you encourage them to show up into that? Do you have any advice on that? The most important thing is that you find a coach that you have a good chemistry with, that you feel you can work well with. So I always offer my clients a half an hour's 
coffee and chat before we start anywhere. And they get a sense of how I work and whether they'd like to work with me. And I outline the different things that I might different. Uh, so I suppose coaches have different arrows in their in their quiver, if you like. Um, so different techniques and tools that they use. And, um, you know, I'll outline some of them and people will go, oh, yeah, no, that sounds really interesting. I'd like that. And they also get to know me and feel if they'd like to work with me, because if you, you know, if you're intimidated by your coach or if you're whatever, you know, that doesn't work. So it's about that. It's 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 a anybody can be a coach. It's about being open and being ready to embrace the person in front of you in their fullness and be able to ask powerful searching questions that they're not able to ask themselves sometimes. And we all need a coach. I, 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 um, I have a supervisor, so I get coached by, by her and I'm in a co-coaching group. So I receive the coaching online as well. So I get to see it from both sides. So I, I find that um, it's, it's, about the, it's about that relationship and that trust. I suppose you build up that trust with somebody and it's a very personal, trustful relationship. And then the magic happens. You mentioned there as well, you know, we're all coaches um, or anyone can be coaching. So for anyone listening to this who um, could be about to go back into a hybrid type situation where they're leading or managing people both in person and and virtually, what advice would you have for them around how they might handle their performance management conversations with those people based on on the last 18 months well i mean everybody's been in a very difficult situation i think human compassion is is a huge thing that people need to bring to their to their uh the people that if they're a leader and they have followers they need to bring that empathy and 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 human compassion um so what is performance what's a performance review so i mean if you're a performance is is a measurement against some goals so does does goal does your does the organization have goals do you have goals for the person um, and what's the purpose? What's the purpose of the organization? What's the purpose of your person? So I suppose I don't see the virtual aspect of it being any different to being in person where um, your goal as a leader is to um, uh, facilitate your employee to be the best they can be. And I know it, get, it all gets caught up in people having ratings and bonuses and everything else. But really, your one-to-one relationship with your employees about you helping them to be the best they can be. And that's the best you can do for them and the organisation. You mentioned Zoom fatigue and the fact that certain people have found, um, look, I'm a bit sick and tired of Zoom or whatever it might be. But the starting point needs to be, look, it's just two people having a conversation here. So let's let's not let the technology get in the way. Would that be your your take? Yes, Absolutely. And and I suppose, you know, not like what happened to us earlier, you do need to make sure the technology is working right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, make sure the technology is working right. But it, it's about human relationships. I mean, all all relationships are about human relationships, whether that's a person working for you and you can conduct that virtually. Um, what? Well, for example, um, I spent uh, seven years living in Ireland when my husband lived in the UK and we saw each other every two to three weeks. So without technology, without FaceTime, we probably wouldn't have stayed together. But we used to chat together. So maybe I'm more comfortable with it because of that. We'd, we'd spend an hour chatting while we were making the dinner or whatever over FaceTime. But lots of people are used to that now. Lots of people have got family uh, in Australia or wherever. And 
you know, their relationship with them is, is through. So, you know, they would like to be in person. They'd like to give them a hug. But certainly, you know, being able to be on FaceTime with them is is better than nothing and better than the phone sometimes, you know, because you can see their faces and their reactions. Where do you see it? Um, maybe to your own business or just coaching in general, do you see it um, evolving in some shape or form around obviously the hybrid style thing? But where does it go next for you from here? Well, <clears throat> I, I suppose what I'm seeing at the moment is a a bit of a crisis where people are exhausted um, from the last 18 months. And, you know, you've got this great resignation going on. And I'm, I'm talking to a lot of people I'm uh, working with are, you know, fed up or want to change um, are looking to develop their leadership or need to build up their confidence. Um, and I just think there's a huge need for that. I think there's a huge need for support for people. Um, um, I certainly appreciated support I got from coaches throughout my career, and I'm really happy to be to be given that back now. But I think people really, and, and I suppose the coaching relationship can be a very personal, in-depth relationship, um, a very intimate, if you like, in that sense of, of person, person letting somebody in and letting them get to know you, warts and all, um, which you probably would keep hidden from your, your boss or your colleagues. And, and it's only when you kind of expose those that people can grow. So I, I think there's, I think there's a, a greater need than ever to have uh, coaches on board to help people to develop. I would say that one day. <laughs> well, I, I, I said that was my last question. Maybe it was my second last question. Why would anyone, why would anyone in your view look to engage a coach, whether it's now or just in general? Well, um sometimes it's it's okay they can see that they can do better they want to progress in their career um or they feel that oh maybe they, they're lacking a bit in confidence or they want to grow their, their they've got a new role and they want to develop their leadership skills so my, the three things i generally find i'm coaching on is leadership confidence and communication they seem to be the three things that if i was to say people need improvement on and and, and you do need to learn how to communicate. And I suppose being, um, you know, sometimes people uh, need to learn how to be assertive. You know, they might be uh, maybe an introvert and they find it difficult to be assertive. And we're living in a very extrovert world. So, you know, learning how to interrupt, learning how to get their voice heard in a conversation uh, at a meeting uh, can be really powerful. And when they learn the techniques of how to do it, they go, oh, right, okay. And, and their confidence builds from doing something like that. Or people can be, you know, uh, you know, can be too extrovert and engage their, engage in, 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 in conversation before they have their brain in action. And, and so they're seen as a bit of a lightweight. So there's lots of things that people notice that, oh, maybe I'm not getting on here as well as I might get on or, or, or they have an idea of where they'd like to go. So it's, it's about sort of developing those skills and, and building on, we, none of us are, are fully rounded human beings. We all have areas we, need, we can do with developing. So it's about finding those. I, I always say to people, you know, if it's working for you, don't change it. But if, it's, if you're doing something that's hampering you, then let's see how you, can, how you can make a change. And it's not easy to make changes. I mean, we all know like uh, 
you know, if we all say we'd like to exercise or we'd like to diet or we'd like to do whatever. It can be difficult to make those changes on your own. And especially if there are behaviours maybe at work that aren't serving you, it can be difficult to change them without help. Fantastic. That was great, Bernadine. Thanks very much for all of those. Great. That was great.